The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Uh, we've got Phil Blasway on the line now. I think, Phil, can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you now. Thank you very much for being with us. Really appreciate it. And it's amazing, of course, how clearly you come through from Seattle when sometimes we take phone calls from five minutes down the road and we can barely hear the person. So really great to have you on the program. Thanks for joining us. Not a problem. So can you talk to me about your collection of radio stickers? What really inspired that hobby? And I believe this whole interview came about because you contacted our station wanting to get a sticker to add to your collection, which, of course, I believe we're happy to send across the Pacific. But um, what, what got you into collecting radio stickers? Okay, uh, basically, I, when I was in high school, I started actually junior high i started a hobby of listening to the am band for distant radio stations and uh you can write them and ask for a verification of your reception and so i would be writing stations all over the u.s and the world sort of and uh, a couple of them were sending me stickers and i thought well that's really nice it'd be nice to get a sticker from every station i've heard which of course i haven't but uh, I've got quite a few, and then I kind of started winding up collecting stickers from FM stations as well. How many radio stickers do you have now in your collection? Well, U.S. and Canada, about 50,000. Wow. Uh, checked, I've got around 1,400 from Australia. Uh, to be honest, I didn't even know that there were 1,400 radio stations in Australia, so that's incredible. Well, there might not be 1,400 because sometimes I'll get more than one sticker from a particular station. Uh, like uh, ABC, you know, there's lots of ABC stickers. That's true. At least there used to be. I think still and is. Um, can I ask you, you've had a bit of an interest, I believe, in radio in the US. Is it right that you have worked on radio stations or at least volunteered your time? Is that right? Yes, I volunteer occasionally at our local classical station, King FM, King.org. And, uh, but they basically have me doing clerical work. Uh, the, uh, the employees do all the on the air stuff, as you can imagine. And what did you do in your career um, outside of radio, or did you work in radio administration? Okay, when I was in college, I took up electrical engineering and I became an electrical engineer working for various companies uh, designing uh, application-specific integrated circuits and other kind of circuits for sonar applications. And in terms of your interest now in radio, you said that you like to listen on the AM band to see what stations you could pick up. Is it similar now? Do you listen online to radio stations around the world? Well, you can listen online to a lot of stations, and sometimes when you tune in on the AM band, you could go to the internet and listen to their feed and verify that you've heard the station. So it's kind of a nice way of checking your brain. Do you listen to radio stations here in Australia as opposed to the US and sort of think about what are the differences in radio uh, in the two countries? Uh, in the US, it's very commercial. Lots of uh, promos, lots of loud music. It's not quite that bad everywhere else. 
maybe yet, maybe uh, that's the direction in which we're all heading. Could be. All I know is that a lot of sports broadcasts have a lot of loud music, and <laughs> that really bothers me because I want to listen to this broadcast. And which radio logo or sticker would you say is the most iconic, or is it really hard to narrow it down when you've got 40,000 of them? Boy, that's a tough one. I know that the low, that the uh, stickers from the stations in Hawaii are very colorful. That's also true of Florida. A lot of the stickers in the Midwest are kind of what you would mind call vanilla, the standard call letters frequency, maybe, and a slogan. The Australian ones are more colorful, too, than the ones in the U.S. Have you seen our sticker from The Pulse, and do you know how that compares to the rest of the collection? Well, I think I've seen the logo online, and the Pulse uh, logo appears to be a little more exciting than your average American sticker. Well, that's good. In fact, we might have to put that on our website. More exciting than the average American sticker. That's very good to hear. <laughs> um, I suppose that's one way to put it. One way to put it. Um, can I ask you, what's the mood like over there in the US currently? This may not necessarily be directly about radio, but of course we're all going through a global pandemic and it's probably changed how we listen to radio and how we interact with the media. I know here we've got a lot more interest in news and current affairs radio. Is it similar over there in the US or how do you find the mood over there? Well, I've noticed at least... Talking with the people at King FM, they said that the number of listeners has increased due to the pandemic because people, well, for one, I guess classical music is a little more sedate than your average rock and roll. And uh, they provide a lot of information news-wise, maybe even a little more than they used to. Yeah, People listen to cars, obviously. And what are your restrictions like there in Seattle? What do you deal with on a day-to-day basis? Do you have any restrictions on your movement or anything like that? Well, they want us to wear masks when we're out. And a lot of the restaurants are requiring it now. And some places actually have indicated that if you can prove you've been vaccinated, then they'll let you in without a mask. But some of the places I do have been volunteered at the Museum of Flight here in Seattle, and they are now requiring masks for everybody regardless. So I think they've gone a little bit tighter in recent weeks. I did read uh, in your bio that you volunteer over at the Museum of Flight. I mean, there must be some incredible things there, because, of course, I believe that uh, Seattle's the home of Boeing aircraft. Yes, we are. Well, we're one of the homes. Headquarters, I believe, is in Chicago, and there's also some in in Wichita and uh, North Carolina. So, but uh, Boeing started here. That's true. What are some of the things you can see at the Museum of Flight? Well, a lot of Boeing aircraft, surprisingly enough. But uh, there's all various. uh, There's a World War One floor that has several. World War One replications, and then there's a World War Two floor, and it has a World War Two items, and then the rest of the museum is a various collection of, well, I don't know, just about everything, uh, jets, prop planes. There's even a a car aircraft. 
And what does a day in the life of a volunteer at that museum look like? Well, we usually report and then we wind up in a little booth where we count the number of people that are boarding the aircraft. We work in the pavilion, which has several aircraft that you can walk through. So we keep track of the people that are walking through. We also answer what I would call random questions like, which presidents flew in this aircraft that mm. used to be the uh, Air Force One? We have a old Boeing 707 that, that served as Air Force One. Yeah, fantastic. One day I might be able to go over there and see it maybe after COVID. In terms of the museum, do you have any caps on the number? Like when you're counting the numbers, is that because of the COVID situation and restricting the numbers or just taking an interest in how many people are actually visiting the museum? Well, they're counting everybody now. So, and then at least at one point, they were restricting the number of people that were actually allowed into the museum. I'm not sure if that's still going on or not. Uh, I plan to volunteer pretty soon and find out a few things. I haven't volunteered for a few months due to some other issues. I see. Well, look, thank you so much for joining us this morning on the program. I know it's uh, Sunday afternoon over there, your time. Really appreciate it, and I hope you enjoy the sticker from our station. I don't know if it's arrived via the post yet, because I know there's been a few posts. Oh, it has arrived? I don't believe so. It hasn't. Well, I know there's been a few postal delays, but hopefully it's well and truly on its way. Enjoy it. Have it as part of your collection and uh, keep up the good work. Very interesting to talk to someone from the other side of the world. Excellent. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you. My absolute pleasure as well. Uh, Phil Blythway there, who is a radio sticker collector in the US, joining me on Zoom all the way from Seattle. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.